We bless you. We praise you. We honor you today. For you are God alone. You stretched out the heavens all by yourself. You spoke the worlds into, into existence by your word. Hallelujah. And all the sea and the dry land appeared at your command. Things begin to grow and take shape so that the earth might be inhabited by your prized creation, humankind. You made us in your image after your own likeness. Male and female created you them. And you gave us now an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we worship you today and we acknowledge you as Savior and Lord. We feel your presence with us right now. Oh Jesus, we want you to minister to our hearts. Send a word that can help us and bless us and encourage us and inspire us. It's a word that can teach us, Lord. A word that refute the lies of the enemy and the negative thoughts of our own heart that we might walk in your truth and lay hold of your promises. Now anoint me today, I pray, not for the glory of men, but for your, your glory. Use me, Jesus. Let your will be done. Stir somebody's heart. Save somebody's soul. Heal somebody's body. Put a double determination in someone's spirit. Hallelujah. Encourage someone's heart. We'll give your name to praise for you alone are worthy. These blessings we do ask in the name Jesus Christ our Lord and all God's people said. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated at this time. We certainly do thank the Lord for this privilege to be in his house again and we give honor to Jesus Christ and to these great servants of the Lord who are with us today. Amen. We thank God for Elder Robertson and Elder Geddes and Elder Donald Black and Amen. Elder Joseph Black. Thank God for Elder McKinney and Elder Webster, Minister Griffith. Amen. I thank God for my lovely companion, Mother Geddes, First Lady of our church. Amen. And for all of our mothers. See Mother South and Mother Denton and Mother Williams and Mother Powell and Mother Austin. Amen. Thank God. The Gospel according to Luke in the New Testament. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 14. And we want to begin reading around verse 16. Luke 14, 16. Praise the Lord. And we're going to read down through verse 24 and ask you to. Just follow along with us in the reading of the scripture. Pay attention to what the Bible is saying. Amen. So that our hearts can be illuminated by the word of the Lord. In verse 16 of Luke 14, we find, amen, our Lord Jesus speaking. He's speaking a parable. Then said he unto him, a certain man bade a great, made a great supper and bade many 
and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto this servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. I'd like to talk to you this afternoon. I want to use the thought, fill up the empty seats. Fill up the empty seats. Uh, as I thought about this uh, message again, it occurred to me that on our highway systems in the United States, which have uh, developed over time, probably over the last 60 years or so, this great highway system that we enjoy, um, somewhere along the line, they, uh, many of the saints, uh, or I should say states, decided to, uh, in order to uh, reduce the traffic congestion uh, that we are experiencing because everybody's got a car now. Everybody's driving. When I was a little boy, my, uh, my father had one car. And then later on, uh, we had two cars in the family. Today, everybody that knows how to drive in a family has their own car. But these roads that were built in the 50s and 60s were built for the volume of traffic that we had back in the 50s and 60s, not the volume of traffic that we have now. That's why there's so much congestion on the road. So somebody came up with the idea of designating lanes for high occupancy vehicles. Amen. And we call these the HOV lanes, the HOV lanes. And in most states, uh, a regular automobile can use the HOV lane if it has at least two occupants. Don't get over there with one. That's a good way to get a ticket and a healthy one at that. Don't get over there with yourself and a dummy in the car. I don't mean a person that's not too smart. I mean some blow-up plastic person, amen, or some kind of fake creature. That's a good way to get a ticket. Praise the Lord, but it's for at least two occupants. And so the goal is, for, from the highway department's perspective, is to fill up the empty seats in the car, right? With occupants to relieve traffic congestion and hopefully make the roads a little safer. Now, when people travel together, 
uh, it not only reduces the traffic and thusly makes the road safer, but the occupants can save on fuel costs. Is that right? Amen. And more importantly, as far as I am concerned, praise the Lord, uh, the people in the car travel together. Amen. I'm big on togetherness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Satan is big on division uh, and by yourselfness. I'm big on togetherness. Praise the Lord, because Jesus is big on togetherness. Amen. And you see, when folks are in a vehicle together, they can talk to each other, right? And they can get to know each other. And they can enjoy each other's company. Amen. They can travel together. Amen. And it's just a nice way to travel. Praise the Lord. And recently, uh, we went down to Greensboro for our holy convocation. And some of the saints chose to ride on the charter bus. And I've got just wonderful feedback from some who traveled that way. They were talking about how they had good fellowship, how they were singing the songs of Zion together and talking and laughing and eating each other's fried chicken and whatever else they had. And, and they were just watching out for one another. Praise the Lord. I haven't heard one complaint. This is a wonderful way to travel. Amen. The goal by Deacon Kennard, if you kept hearing his announcements prior to that trip, was uh, his goal was to fill up the bus with passengers, right? Fill up the empty seats because every seat he filled, that meant the, the individual cost of the seat would come down a little lower. How about that? How many like a cheaper price? Well, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say cheap. How many like a less expensive price? I ain't in for cheap stuff either. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because you got to buy that two or three times. But I don't mind. I want whatever I'm purchasing to be less expensive. And so the way to accomplish that, amen, was to fill up the empty seats. Amen. And the Lord wants his church to be filled with those who are born again of the water and of the spirit. Most churches in our nation, amen, have more than one seat in them. Mm -hmm. They have more than one pew. But today, too many church seats are empty. Too many pews are not filled. In the late 50s, amen, over 90% of people in the United States belong to a Catholic church or a a Protestant church or a Jewish synagogue. But that number is way down today, praise the Lord. Today is Sunday, right? And Sunday morning in particular, in a lot of Christians' mind, they're supposed to be in church on Sunday morning. At least that's the way it was when I was a boy. But now folk are washing their cars. They're going to the beach. They're out on the golf course. They're taking a joy ride. They're going someplace to eat. But I, I'm remembering the word of the Lord that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. People have become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And too many have not heard the true word of God that calls us out of our sins to experience God's forgiveness and translation into his kingdom. 
Therefore, those of us who are in the true church of Jesus Christ must consider it our responsibility to go to the person who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord so we can open their eyes with God's truth and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among us, the sanctified ones. Amen. Uh, amen. By faith that is in Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord. And so I want to draw your attention this afternoon to this great parable. Amen. Here in Luke chapter 14, so we can be inspired to go out and get somebody and bring them to church so they can taste of this great grace of God, amen, and fill in these empty seats, praise God. So here we have a parable in scripture, and a parable, if you don't know, amen, is a very simple definition for a parable. It is a, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And uh, the message uh, of this parable is this, while the kingdom of God is open to everyone, more of the people who are disenfranchised and marginalized in society are going to be the ones that go into the kingdom rather than those who are wealthy and those with a great deal of earthly knowledge. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.26, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. This is why Jesus instructs them in this parable to go out and invite the poor and the maimed, the halt and the blind. In other words, those who are disadvantaged in life, praise God. Those who are marginalized in our society, amen. Go invite them, amen. So this parable had uh, some uh, specific literal meaning too. And uh, if you can receive it, Jesus was speaking to the fact that the Jews as a nation would reject him, amen, as their promised Messiah, amen. But the other nations commonly called in scripture the Gentiles would receive him and be saved from their sins. And we see that this is exactly what has happened even to our present time. And it will continue to happen until the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So why do I say this? Well, according to the scripture, Paul, amen, said the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ was to the Jew first. Uh-huh. And also to the Greek or to the Gentile nations. And John, the great apostle, praise the Lord, who will be later called John the Revelator, said in his gospel that he, Jesus, came to his own, but his own received him not. Uh, but as many as received him, that is the Gentiles now, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Isn't it a wonderful thing, amen, if you've been born again to be a child of God. 
Praise God. Now this, 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 this parable has not only literal meaning, but prophetic meaning as well. Amen. And that, that prophetic meaning reminds us or teaches us uh, that there is evangelistic work for us to do in our day and in our time. And in every row of our church, there is room for someone else to come and worship. Praise the Lord. Look at the seat next to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Look to your left. Look to your right. Praise God. Wake up in here. I don't want to call your name. Praise God. Wake up in here. Praise God. And look around. Amen. If there's space near you. Amen. If even if somebody is sitting next to you. Amen. And you can say slide down some. That means there's space on that pew. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. Then we want the pews full. Not just to have numbers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Of people or uh, money in the offering. Amen. Souls are dying. They're leaving this world on their way to eternal damnation because they don't know Jesus. Praise God. It's wonderful for us to sing and to holler out and to jump up and down and rejoice. Amen. But that's only because something has been done by the Lord in our hearts. Hallelujah. Don't you care about other people? So that which you have tasted, amen, they can taste too. Praise the Lord. And so this parable tells us that there was a man who made a great supper. Mm -hmm. And he invited many people to come. Amen. No doubt they were the noble. They were the elite. They were the wealthy of society. Praise God. And he invited them and made great preparation for them to come. But what he discovered, amen, despite uh, their invitation is they began to render excuses and the excuses were foolish excuses. They were frivolous. They were nonsensical. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, uh, and uh, amen. There are just uh, some people out there even though you talk to them about the saving grace and keeping power of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is not important to them. Amen. And they will render any excuse. Any excuse will do. And so the first man, a man rendered an excuse and he was into real estate. You know, some people is just about buying more and more property. Praise the Lord. This is their way in America to gaining wealth because property doesn't usually go down in value. It goes up in value and money makes them feel powerful and money makes them feel safe. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I'll tell you, like uh, Solomon said, money does not satisfy. He that loveth silver, he said, cannot be satisfied with it. The lover of gold cannot be satisfied with it. It seems like the more some people have, the more they want, the more they desire, the more they think they need a little bit more. Praise God. Amen. To, to feel good about themselves and to feel like they're safe and they have what they need. Mm -hmm. And so this person that was interested in houses and land, amen, was more interested in acquiring wealth than entering the kingdom of God. Amen. And so not only was he interested uh, in real estate, but apparently he was involved in speculative investments. Praise the Lord. You see, his excuse was, I bought a piece of land and I must needs go and see it. 
praise the Lord, who in their right mind buys land that they have not seen? land that they have not e uh, evaluated first. I know years ago there was some con men that were selling uh, property down in the state of Florida and there were a number of folks who were going to buy up the property because when they retired they were going to get out of the cold north and go to Florida and be warm. Uh, when they got down there they found that the man was selling them uh, 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 alligator swamp praise God, land. Uh -huh. Amen. Just marsh down there. But it was theirs because they bought it. Praise God. They'd have been better off getting down there first and seeing what they were buying rather than getting down there, amen, and becoming a lunch or dinner for an alligator. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. But you see some folk render ridiculous excuses. He's going to buy land that he hasn't seen. He's going to enter into speculative investments. Uh-huh. Praise God. What they hope is that, amen, even though it's speculative, they hope they're going to strike it rich. Amen. Through whatever means possible. Amen. And for some people, they're not quite that chancy. Uh, they'll just work and work and work and they're consumed with work. Amen. If the uh, if their employer says, give me another hour, they'll give them another hour. If he said, give me another five hours and I'll, I'll pay you time and a half, they'll give them another five hours. They don't care. Hallelujah. Even if it cuts into their church attendance, to their Bible reading, to their prayer because their eyes are full of money. Their hearts are full of the love of money. Praise God. Amen. And so, whether it be through uh, careful or hard work, uh, whether it be through chance, and these are the gamblers, amen, if money is to be made, they're going to go out there and make it. Their excuses for not coming to the Lord many times are irrational, but this one thing they are, and that is very polite. Mm -hmm. I pray thee, I beg you, uh, have me excused. Hallelujah. You know, some folk call me and, Pastor, I won't make it out tonight. They're so polite. Amen. But listen, amen. There might be some good excuses, but there are many excuses that are irrational. They're not good. Praise the Lord, our God. You've got to remember that the word of the Lord says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another the more as you see the day approaching. You don't know when Jesus is coming. You might be out there making an extra buck. You might be fooling around with these people that don't know Jesus on the job and you're not telling them anything about Jesus. He might catch you laughing at a dirty joke or looking at some mess you don't need to see. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to be like the psalmist who said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If it's church time, then I want to be with the saints of God. Hallelujah to the Lord. Well, there was another excuse maker. This person, amen, was given to materialism. You know, some folks are more interested in the acquiring of things than entering into the kingdom of God. These are those who want to shop until they drop. Uh -huh. They buy compulsively. They don't have to need it to buy it. All they have to do is let their eyes be full of the lust 
for the consumption of things and they will buy it. Praise God. Amen. So they have to have it. They just have this urge in them. They have to have it. So they get a little bit more. Amen. They don't even know if what they're buying works. If it's a gadget. For some people, it just has to be the latest thing. Amen. They'll stand up in the line. Amen. For the latest technology gadget out of uh, uh, somewhere in Best Buy or someplace like that. I've seen them, praise God, standing in the line early in the morning to buy something. Praise God. They're so full of, 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 of uh, error. Praise the Lord. They won't know it until they get it home and try to use it. Uh, but they'll stand up there because they got to have the latest latest thing. Amen. Some people, praise God, if the style change, amen, and the necktie is an inch thinner than it was, then they got to be down there buying a whole bunch of new neckties. Amen. If the hats are designed a little differently, got to go buy a, a whole new group of hats, praise God. If the shoes are square-toed now rather than pointed, they got to buy a whole new pair. They just shop until they drop. They just love things. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. They get stuff and sometimes the stuff is junk. Uh-huh. Amen. Praise God. They, they paid for it, but it's junk. You'd never buy junk. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. They're like junkies, like drug junkies. Amen. Looking for the next fit because they just feel good when they're shopping, when they're buying something. Hallelujah. It excites them. Amen. They, and this is how this man was. He said, I have just brought five yoke of oxen and I need to go prove them. I need to go test them. I need to make sure that when I hook them up to the plow, they can pull the plow. Praise God. But who in there right mind would go and buy uh, some oxen to pull the plow without knowing whether they could pull it first. Why not see them in action before you spend a red cent? Praise God. This group, praise God, amen, it makes frivolous excuses. Praise the Lord. Just like the real estate lovers. But they are very polite. I pray thee have me excused. Amen. The final group here are the folk that love flesh. And, and this is the group of people People I run into more often than not when it comes to people that reject the invitation to give their life to Jesus Christ. Amen. They are more interested, amen, in uh, momentary pleasure associated with pleasing the flesh. They are more interested in companionship, amen, than uh, the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. If they're not bound to the flesh for physical pleasure, then they are bound to the flesh for emotional reasons like romance and uh, it is most difficult to get the person tied into someone's flesh amen to break away and come to Jesus Christ the savior of our souls but here is the reality of scripture all flesh is grass amen and it fades like the beautiful flower fades the bible says in the 31st book of proverbs i believe it is that beauty is vain hallelujah amen there are those who are quick to tell you that god wants them to be happy 
Praise the Lord. And so they're always looking for happiness to be fulfilled in a person. But I'm here to let you know whether you're upset or not, praise God, that true happiness is in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Amen. You can upset yourself. You don't need somebody else to upset you. You can fall short of your own expectation. Amen. You don't need somebody else to fall short of your expectations of them. Praise God. You've got to put your trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Happiness ought not be wrapped up in an earthly body. Praise God. Yeah, to them, no body, no happiness. Hallelujah. But I want you to know, amen, that for these people, they're not interested in the kingdom of God. Amen. They're not fascinated by that. They're not drawn to it. Amen. What they want is flesh, flesh, and more flesh. And the lovers of flesh, amen, offer no apology for their love. Most of them aren't even polite. Amen. They are so enamored with amore until they forget get their manners. Amen. This one said, uh, I know that you don't expect me to come to your feast. Amen. I just got married. But oh, who doesn't need the Lord when you're a newlywed? And even if you're an oldlywed, amen, you need the Lord. Do I have a witness? Praise God. And these excuse makers are all lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So in your efforts to win soul saints, amen, to fill up your row in the pews, amen, you will sometime come across these who think they have a good reason not to accept your invitation to come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, amen. And when the servant came back to the master and he told him about these people that fit into these categories with these frivolous and foolish excuses, the Bible says the master was angry and he commanded his servant, amen, to invite the disenfranchised and the marginalized of society. Amen. And most of us here today, amen, we fit into that category because we were not of the commonwealth of Israel. Amen. We are Gentiles. Hallelujah. But a great light has shined in our hearts and because we believed in Jesus when we heard the gospel of Jesus Christ declared unto us and because we have been translated into his kingdom and become the children of God. Amen. We are joyful. Praise God. Hallelujah. The seats seats, seats all around us. So many empty seats waiting to be filled. Saints, let's go out to the disenfranchised and the marginalized of this world and invite them here where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. I don't know about you, but the truth of the matter is that we are feasting. Uh, praise God, but there is more than enough for others and us. Hallelujah. Don't allow this good word of God to be wasted. Amen. Bring people in from the fields of sin. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so this is what the servant did. He went out, praise God, as this master had said. Amen. And he went out and invited people to come in and he found out that he went to the people that were poor and he went to the people that were maimed.
maimed and he went to the people that were halt and he went to the people that were blind they were a little more receptive because they weren't so high and mighty and arrogant and full of pride and felt like praise God they didn't need anything praise God it's a wonderful thing to feel the need for Jesus Christ amen in your heart hallelujah amen somebody said without him I would be nothing without him I would fail without Jesus my life would be drifting like a ship without a sail amen that writer said I came to Jesus just as I was I was weary I was worn and I was sad but I found in him a resting place amen and I don't know about you but I'm glad about it praise the Lord amen and so when he went out quickly amen praise the Lord into the streets and the lanes of the city he found somebody that would listen to him stop crossing over these people that you don't think want to come praise the Lord stop trying to invite this one and that one and the other one because they look like a good preacher a good deacon a good missionary praise God tell everybody about the saving grace and the keeping power of Jesus Christ tell everybody about the good word of God hallelujah which can open the eyes of the blind those that have been blinded whose minds have been blinded by the devil himself thank you Jesus glory to God amen and so when that servant went out he gathered much people and brought them back into the place where the meal was to be served and he discovered there's still some empty seats hallelujah he went back and he told his master he said listen I did what you told me to do hallelujah and uh, we got some more people here now praise God the place is looking inhabited now he said but yet there is room praise God amen praise the Lord so the master said praise God all right if there's some empty spaces amen then I want you to go into the highways and the hedges praise the Lord and I want you to compel men to come what are the highways well according to definition the highways could be complete considered places that are on the side of the road praise God highway might be considered a place that's a cross road Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And so we've got to go into the highways. Go look now on the side of the road, he said to him. Amen. Who's on the side of the road? Well, you might find someone who is broken down by the problems of life. Praise God. Amen. Tap on their window and invite them. Uh, amen. You might find someone who has been pulled over. Amen. Who pulled over to the side of the road because they're lost and they can't find their way anymore. Amen. Now get a hold of them and invite them. Praise God. Amen. Let me tell you. Amen. Praise God. Let them know that a great feast of the good word of God and eternal life has been prepared for them. God had them in mind. Amen. And tell them that they're welcome to come and dine at the master's table. Praise the Lord. Don't stop at the highways. Go into the hedges. What is the hedges? The hedges were the partitions. Those are barriers. Those are walls designed to separate people. And you know, amen, in the beginning, the Jews did not go to the Gentile. But Jesus Christ, when he gave his life on the cross of Calvary, broke down the middle wall 
wall of partition that was be was against us and he made of twain Paul said one man praise God amen so talk to them let them know whatever barriers were be uh, uh, up keeping us apart from each other then we want to tear those barriers down and so I'm saying to you today tear down the hedges of racial hatred amen and invite people who don't look like you praise God this is a scar just a demon uh, praise God that is in our land to pit people against each other because amen they are not from the so called same race the Bible doesn't even talk about race that's a man made partition a man made hedge to try to divide people amen uh, all souls belong to the Lord doesn't make a difference where they're coming from how light or dark or in between their skin is whether they are slender or whether they're pudgy whether they're tall or whether they're short praise God whether they have thin lips or they demand praise God or their lips are a little more plush it doesn't make a difference amen everybody has a soul that needs to be saved don't let this demon of racial hatred get in you until you think if you're a black amen that only African Americans love Jesus that's a lie don't let the devil fool you to thinking that if you're a white amen that only whites want to come to Jesus amen if you're a Hispanic amen or Asian amen those are the only kind of folk are Indian amen that's just a lie from the pit of hell everybody the Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life he don't care if your hair is brown if it's black if it's blonde praise God it doesn't make a difference you got a soul underneath that skin praise God that needs to be saved hallelujah to the Lord come on and tear those hedges down climb over the hedges of social class and invite them because some of us feel like we're better than other people amen that's another demon of of social division praise God ain't nobody better than anybody else when we die all of us are going to be buried and if your family don't have no money I'll tell you right now they're going to burn you up praise God and that's just that's customary now for those that don't have the money and didn't prepare for inevitable death amen and for those that are just cheap they're going to burn you up praise God you might as well elbow your neighbor they're going to burn you up and put your ashes in a little flask praise God and sprinkle it somewhere amen hallelujah or, or bury it somewhere praise the Lord amen so stop letting this flesh divide you praise God amen stop thinking you are something amen all flesh is grass praise God everybody needs to be saved praise God dismantle the hedges of political ideology amen might be some Trump supporters in here amen Trump needs to be saved amen everybody in his cabinet apparently needs to be saved might be some of you Hillary voters in here she needs to be saved her husband needs to be saved Obama needs to be saved praise God all of them folk in politics amen from the White House to the doghouse amen from Capitol Hill right down here to these little state governments they all 
need the Holy Ghost. They all need to have their eyes open. Hallelujah. Praise God so they can see for the first time in their life. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. They all need to hear the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord so that they can understand that their sins can be forgiven. Anybody that's living in sin is not happy. Praise God. They might feign it, but they're not happy. Sin is binding. Sin is condemning. Sin makes you feel like running somewhere and hiding. Praise God. We learn this from Genesis chapter 3 when God called out to Adam and Eve. He said, Adam, where are you? After they disobeyed God, they were hiding somewhere. They found some leaves and sewed it together. And even though they had leaves to cover their naked body, they still hid somewhere. But oh, my friend, nobody can hide from God. God didn't call out Adam's name because he couldn't see Adam and he didn't know where he was. But God called Adam to see if Adam knew where he was. And there are a lot of people walking around in sin today. Amen. Praise God. They think they're happy, but they're not happy. They're just stubborn, some of them. They're just angry. They're just full of lust. Come on, friend. Amen. They're trying to find happiness in people and things. They're listening to the music of the world. Praise God. Amen. They think hip-hop is going to make them happy. Rap is going to make them happy. Being a producer is going to make them happy. Modeling is going to make them happy. Praise God. If you don't have Jesus, amen, you're not going to be happy. You might sit in here and say, this is too tight. This is too straight. But I want you to know that happiness is in Jesus. It's not in a piece of flesh. It's not in a bank book. Hallelujah to God. It's not by being popular. Thank you, Jesus. You've got to have Jesus Christ on the inside. Joy he provides for you. Peace he provides for you. Life without Jesus is worthless life. Come on, my friend. Come on, come on, come on. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that the master told him, he said, go to the hedges and the highways and compel them. Persuade them. You don't need to take a gun and hold it to their head and say, come to church. But know the word of God and know the truth of God so you can open their blind eyes. Thank you, Jesus. And turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God so they can be happy for the first time in their life. Blessed is a man whose sins have been forgiven. Hallelujah. Blessed is a man whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. And in his mouth is no lie, no deceit anymore. He's been washed. He's been cleaned up. He's been sanctified. He's been delivered from the worldly life. From a sinful life. Hallelujah. 
somebody said I get joy you wonder why you're coming to a church like this and everybody standing up but in your old church everybody was sitting down you wonder why folk are running around and clapping their hands and patting their feet and can't seem to control themselves well 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 it's because of the joy of Jesus somebody said I get joy when I think about what the Lord has done for me sometimes you've got to reflect on the goodness of Jesus and how good and how blessed he has made your life somebody said when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah and I thank God for saving me persuade them coax them influence them convince them convert them to the faith don't be praise God somebody that's easily discouraged let them know I know someplace that you can come cause I can see that you're hungry I can see that you're thirsty anybody that hasn't eaten for a while they lose weight and they begin to shrivel up anybody that's thirsty starts panting and their tongue is hanging out through an eye of the spirit you can see the need of the soul hallelujah say friend you look shriveled up friend you look thirsty but I know that Jesus said he that hungers and thirsteth after righteousness shall be filled why don't you come with me I've got something for you that money can't buy if you don't have any money that's all right Isaiah said come without money and without price God has something for you that will replenish you the Lord has something for you that will deliver you the Lord's got something for you that will give you joy in the midst of your sorrow peace in the midst of your confusion he'll be your help when you can't find any help any place else hallelujah hallelujah somebody ought to know what I'm talking about why are you going to sit here and eat all this good word of God to the juice of the joy of Jesus it running out your mouth hallelujah give somebody else a taste give somebody else a chance invite somebody else to the table where the feast of the Lord is going on why sit here clapping your hand patting your feet and spinning around all by yourself you got too much room hallelujah too much room to praise him my little grandson's got to come out of the pew and get down over here in the corner to get some space to praise him I talked to him sometime I said Derek did you go to church he said yeah we went to praise him tonight he don't call it church he said we went to praise him and some of us are sitting so close to somebody we can't praise 
Jesus. If we lift our hands, we're going to bump them with our elbows. You need to step aside. You need to get in the eye. You're sitting too close. Husband and wife, this is not smooch time. Give yourself some space because the Holy Ghost might want you to flap your wings. Hallelujah. Get out of that space. Hallelujah. So you can praise the Lord. You might have to kick your legs a little bit. Hallelujah. You can't do it in between them pews. If you kick your knees or bump the back of the pew, even though we gave them a few more inches when the Catholic Church left. Hallelujah. We still ain't got enough room to praise the Lord. Somebody know what I'm talking about? I see Sister Peter sometime go in the back where there's a little more room and just run and praise the Lord while some of you almost knock somebody else over where everybody is. Praise God. Yet there is room. Make some room. Make some room and get up aside from outside one another and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We might start out elbow to elbow but when the presence of the almighty God who is the Holy Ghost comes in among us when we lift our hands without wrath or doubting to praise the Lord. You got to give yourself some room. Somebody ought to know what I'm talking about. The psalmist said, oh taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I don't know about you, but I'm trusting in Jesus. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus Christ. And I get joy when I think about him and what is done for me. Compel people. Tell them we have a good time over there. At 1153 Blue Hills Avenue, the spirit of God is moving. Souls are being blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God and bring them in so they can be helped and so they can be saved so they can be delivered from their sin. Look next to you again. Look next to you. There's some empty spaces next to you. Hallelujah. There's an empty space that needs to be filled while you're sitting over there taking up two spaces. Push down to the edge of the pew and make a little room for somebody else. We don't have to worry about it getting too crowded because we're not going to stay seated too long. We're going to get up after a while and begin to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to give the seat some air. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We're not going to sit in him like the Presbyterian chosen, like the dead Presbyterians, like the dried up Catholics, like the godless Jehovah Witnesses. Hallelujah. There's joy in the Holy Ghost. If you receive this Holy Ghost, it's better than the club, better 
than hip hop, better than rap, better than blues, better than rock. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Better than drugs. Do you know what I'm saying? It's even better than money. Money can't buy this. You got to receive it from Jesus. All you got to do is repent from your sin and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Have mercy on me. I want you to wash me. I want you to cleanse me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Like the preacher said earlier, whatever it is that she has and whatever it is that he has, I want that. I'm sick of being dead. I'm sick of being dry. I'm sick of the alcohol. I'm sick of the cigarettes. I'm sick of the sex outside of marriage. I'm sick of lying. Sick of cursing. Sick of cheating. I want something to stabilize me. I want something to feel good about. I want something to be happy about. I want out of the confusion so I can have peace. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. I want to have love in my heart for everybody. Don't care how they look or what language they speak. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, friend, know this. The Bible says that whosoever anybody, including you, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall. Can you shout shall? Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many have the Holy Ghost? How many receive the Holy Ghost? Calling on the name of the Lord. Then aren't you a witness? Are you a witness? Then shout, shall, shall, shall be saved. Thank you, Jesus. If he did it for me in 1969, he can do it for you in 2017. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call on him. How sweet the name of Jesus sound in the believer's ear. I dare you right now. I dare you right now. If you really want this, they begin to call on the name of Jesus. I dare you to dump your pride. I dare you to stop worrying about who's near you. I dare you to say, Jesus, come into my heart. I dare you to say, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost like these people have it. Whatever I've got, I'm still sad. Whatever I've got, I'm still drinking. Whatever I've got, I'm still sexing. But I need, I need, I need, I need the Holy Ghost. Do you want it? Sharia, 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 Sharia. I want it. I need it. I've got to have the Holy Ghost.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are feasting, saints, on manna from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Some of you think there's good food is everywhere, but it's not everywhere. There's a bunch of folks sitting in the church right now and the preachers got up with his dry self and with his unanointed self. He delivered a homily that his professors would give him an A, but he's dead and he's dry. He put his cigar butt in his ashtray before he came out of his office. He put his little flask of liquor in the cabinet before he came out of his office. He was eyeing the women and sometimes the men when he came out of his office. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm not in there. I'm not with a cigar-sucking preacher. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to have a pimp for a pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have a bunch of call girls in the choir. I'm getting the real word. I'm getting delicious food from heaven. Hallelujah. I'm not having a commentary read to me for Bible class. I'm getting a Rima, a Rima word from the Lord. I'm getting something my soul needs right now. And sometimes it tastes a little bitter in my mouth. But when I swallow it and it goes down into my being, I feel good. It gets sweet in my belly because the word of God is a lamp to the feet. The word of the Lord is a light to the path. The word of the Lord will bless you, will educate you. The word of the Lord will open your eyes. The word of the Lord will satisfy your heart. The word of the Lord will fill your belly with good things. Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? Thank God for the word, for the real word that washed me, sanctified me, justified me, cleansed me up. Thank God for the word, for the word of the Lord. Too many people are sitting in churches and they don't get the word. They get philosophy. They did gibberish about social justice. But we get the word of the Lord. I know it don't make a difference to some of you. But the word made me free. It wasn't a song. It was the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord but running in my feet. The word of the Lord but clapping in my hand. The word of the Lord stabilized my mind. The word of the Lord gave me a new heart and a new spirit. Do I have a witness? The word, the word, the word, the word stop me, turn me around. The word place my feet on solid ground. The word 
will change you. Do I have a witness? The word will change you. Will it change you? Will it change you? Thank God for the word of the Lord. If you believe the word of God, it will change your life. That's why we are told as preachers, preach the word. Don't preach gossip. Don't preach philosophy. Don't preach the latest thing out of Christianity magazine. Preach the word. Huh? Glory to God. When you preach the word, it's going to get down in your spirit. It's going to mess with you. Hallelujah. When you preach the word, it's going to get down in a joint and the marrow of your bone is going to discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart when you preach the word of the Lord. Amen. The listener is going to think the preacher knows him. That preacher don't know him, but Jesus knows him. He knows what you did last night. He knows how you this morning he knows what you said this afternoon that word of the Lord it's like health good health good health is good medicine and is good food and is good drink You know, the natural person, we're taught that it's not good to carry too many pounds on us because that can lead to some chronic diseases. Is that right? Amen. So we try to slim down a little bit. But when you eat the word, you can eat as much as you want. And let it blow you up. Let it make you fat. Huh? Get enough until you waddle. Huh? Get enough word until you, until you got to buy a new set of spiritual garments. Huh? That old sadness that you have. Come on, talk Holy Ghost. That old sadness, that old straight jacket. A sadness that you had. With your skinny, drawn-up self. You start eating the word. You start growing. You gotta, you gotta take off that old tight, huh? Sadness coat. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Huh? That old stinginess that you had, that had you in that size 20 belt. You begin to pop that buckle. Huh? After a while, you're up to size 30, 40. They say you're getting dangerous then in the natural. 45, 50. After a while, you can't even find your waist. But that's all right. 
Because you're filled up with the good word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You take off all that old stuff that had you tight, that stubbornness, that pride. That thinking you're something when you're nothing. That thinking you don't need this like those three frivolous excuse makers. And that word began to bless you. Blow you up. Your cheeks get nice and fat and rosy. Huh? Huh? You just waddling. And you just looking to. Huh? Just to push some of that word out on somebody. And you were skinny and frivolous. You ain't had nothing to share. You got to get blown up with this word. Huh? So every time you see somebody, you want to breathe on them. The good word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And somebody said, well, if you get too much word, you ain't going to be able to praise the Lord. No, not, not so. When you get this, you still light on your feet. Huh? You can still jump around. You can spin around. With this word, let me tell you something, praise God. When you get this word and you're like you ought to and you have the Holy Ghost and the joy of Jesus, it makes you want to praise him. Somebody waiting for the drummer. Somebody waiting for the guitarist. Somebody waiting for the organist. All you do is think about the word. Huh? Just the way Paul said it. Just the way Jesus said it. Come on now. Go out. Go out right now. Into the hedges and the highway. And compare all men to come. The more you think about it, the happier you get. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And when you get to the house of the Lord, you just want to praise him. You just want to worship him. You just want to glorify him. You wave your hand. Huh? You pat your feet. Somebody said, how can somebody that big praise the Lord? Because they're full of the word. Huh? Come on now. How can it be so joyful? Because they're full of the word of God. How can it be so excited? Y'all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking This word of the Lord will put a smile on your face. Do I have a witness? I said it'll get rid of the sorrow and it'll put a smile on your face. Hallelujah! 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 This word of the Lord will put a praise in your mouth. Sometimes, sometimes, I just feel like praising him. I just shout hallelujah. I'm all by myself. Nobody in the room but me. But I just shout hallelujah. 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 I praise him until I feel him. I don't need the organist. I don't need the drummer. I don't need the guitarist. I don't even really need you. I just say hallelujah all by myself. Hallelujah. Anyhow, 
Lord, I praise you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I glorify you. And I feel good. Good, good. I feel good down in my soul. Hallelujah. Because when I think about the revelation of the name of God, there's something about the name of Jesus. I'm not calling him God, God, God. I said Jesus. I said Lord Jesus. I said Jesus Christ. When I call on his name, something happens down on the inside of me. I feel a joy shooting like a piston in the motor. Hallelujah. 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 Saints, when we do this like the Bible said, you're going to see even more phenomenal things happen. This brother today, he didn't feel confident in sharing his testimony. Thank God for his wife. But that's his testimony. Nobody can tell your testimony like you can tell your testimony. Let me tell you what will happen. When you begin to tell your testimony... You might feel a little bashful at first. You might feel like you don't have all the right words at first. But see, all those limitations are going to create an opportunity for the Holy Ghost. Because as soon as you get up against your zenith, as soon as you get up against the wall that you cannot penetrate by yourself, you open up an opportunity for the Holy Ghost to come in and talk for you. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. You got to get to that place where you run out of words. Hmm? And so when you tell your testimony and how good the Lord has been to you, the more you talk about how good the Lord has been to you, you might be standing like they do in Las Vegas, but something going to buckle you. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's going to buckle you. And your mind start thinking in English or whatever your native tongue is. Glory to God. But as you begin to glorify the Lord, huh? As you begin to glorify the Lord, the Holy Ghost say, you know, I'm coming alongside. I'm the paraclete. I'm the comforter. I come alongside to help you when you can't help yourself. So you get to talking in English and you want to say Amen. Something that's in your heart or your mind, but you just can't seem to find the right word. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost say, let me help you. Let me help you. First thing I want to do is I want to get in you. Huh? I just don't want to be beside you. I want to get in you. So it come down in you. It don't start at the toes and come up. It started at the head. With sanctifying power, sanctifying power, sanctifying power, sanctifying power gets in the mind. Hey, 
goes all the way down into the heart, into the being. And the Holy Ghost gets to moving in you and you can't control yourself. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost said, all right, now I'm going to get that beast, that beast in between those pearly white bars, that tongue. Mm? And it gets in that tongue and it disconnects the brain. He said, normally we need the frontal to help us with speech. We don't need that now because we got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is everything. It's everything. Disconnect, praise God. I don't need you right now, frontal. Praise God. And it begins to take over and just manipulate that tongue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And begin to speak out of your mouth the good things of God, the joy of the Lord, what he's done for you. And maybe the person next to you doesn't understand it, but you don't know what language somebody speaks that's in the midst. Isn't that what happened at Pentecost? People from various nations around uh, Palestine got together and they said, what is going on here? What is going on here? We know that these are all Galileans speaking a dialect of Hebrew. But we hear them speaking whatever language we speak in Egypt and whatever language we speak in Arabia and what other language we speak, praise God, in northern Palestine, what other language we speak in, in, in Asia Minor. We hear them speaking in our own language and it's not gibberish. They're talking about the good work of the Lord. So tell it, brother. Tell it. Because somebody's in the hospital right now and have been diagnosed with a brain tumor and somebody's getting chemo right now and somebody's measuring, think they're not going to live much longer. Praise God, because everything that was tried, praise God, has failed them. But when you went down, in the name of the Lord Jesus, because there's power in that name. Oh yeah. You don't get it in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You don't get this. You've got to use the name of the Lord. When you come up out that water and you've been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, you put on Christ. Isn't that what Galatians chapter 3 say? You put on Christ. And then they tell me the saints got to praying. And the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. They might have just been glorifying God, but the Lord said, I want to do something. Hallelujah. I want to do something for Brother Larry. Hallelujah. He's got this condition. I'm going to touch him. I don't need a scalpel. I don't need a ray. Hallelujah, because I'm God all by myself. Hallelujah, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak to his tumor. I'm going to say, dry up. Dry up and disappear. Don't tell me he can't do it, because when there was nothing, he spoke something into existence. If he could speak something into existence, he can send something into the oblivion, dry up and disappear. 
You have gout. I'm going to touch your feet right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When you have gout, they tell me sometimes it's so bad until you can't even stand for a sheet to touch your feet. How do sheets feel? You feel all right? I know I like my sheet. Hallelujah. Gout. And let me tell you something. He can call it by its name. Huh? He'll call it by its name. Gout. Be gone. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have that God doesn't know about? What do you have the Lord doesn't know its name? When the saints got through praying, I don't know that you can feel a tumor, but the MRI showed nothing. Huh? No problem. The doctor said, get off of that medicine. You know, medicine is kind of dangerous. It all has side effects. You don't need to take it if you don't really need it. The doctor said, no, we don't want a problem because you don't have a problem. So if we don't want a problem, stop taking the medicine. Now, if you got a problem, take the medicine. Huh? But if Jesus stopped by, He'll cancel all your prescriptions. Walmart will send you a message. We fulfill your prescription. Come down and pick it up. You can call the pharmacist and say, I don't need it anymore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you want us to fill it in 30 days and 90 days? Say, I don't need it anymore. Somebody said, he touched me. And oh, the joy that filled my... Let me tell you something. I know I need to stop. It's been a long time. But when we begin to bring people, like the Bible says, you're going to see even greater things happen in this place. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord wants to show himself strong on behalf of all those that put their trust in him. And some of you are going to realize that you have been given authority and power through the Holy Ghost to do more than clap your hands and pat your feet. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to find that you're not sitting up here, but you're going to discover that when you pray for people, they are healed. These signs shall follow them. And it wasn't talking about preachers that believe. Some of you are going to find out that God has given you a special heart of compassion, like Barnabas. You're going to finally find your calling. And it's not going to carry you out of here. Huh? It's going to enable you to be more effective in empty, filling up those empty spaces. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, well, pastor, you know, what, what happens if we fill up all the pews? Well, we got options. We got 12 acres of land. 
We got 12 acres of land. We can just get the shovel out. And bring the backhoe in and start building. Or we can say, hey, all you preachers don't need to be sitting up there waiting for your time to preach. Let's go plant another church over there. Where there's a whole bunch of folk that don't know about this doctrine. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so we open up another assembly. We got options. But ain't no sense of us trying to start something else up if we don't know how to fill up where we are. Because whether we be here or there, we've got to do the same thing. Fill up the empty seats. Somebody needs to lay a hand on a pew right now. If you look down your row and, and it's not full, if your folk ain't sitting shoulder to shoulder, you need to lay your hands on the seat right now and say, Lord, help me to fill up the empty seats. I'm not looking for any special glory. I'm not looking for the pastor to call my name. But I know there's people out there that need to be saved. There's folk out there that used to be saved. They've lost their way. They're the ones that are on the side of the road. Huh? Their spiritual GPS ain't working. You got to go get them. Praise the Lord. Bring them back to the house of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fill up the pews. Fill up the pews. Fill up the empty seats. That's our job. For the glory of the Lord. Maybe somebody today wants to give their life completely to Jesus. They've kind of been stumbling around in a form of Christianity that if you've let yet to really receive the Holy Ghost, if you're here today and you really want the Holy Ghost, I'm inviting you to come right now. Come forward so we can pray for you. Elders, why don't you all get the, the bottles of oil and just line up here in the front. Make, make a line right there if you want prayer. Elders, make a line up right here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give yourself a little space. Amen. So that people can...